0: Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.
1: Users lose
2: all sense of reality and enter another world.
0: Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 340. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside my Italian meatball, Brian <laughs> So You're drinking, drinking water there, early. Yes, yeah, he You didn't beer. expect me to go right to you. <laughs> That's what you get. It's grain alcohol. It's grain alcohol. No, it's water. It's 11 o'clock in the yeah. morning. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, in our ever-rotating third chair, don't call him <gasps> error, Justin. Aww, uh, hey, guys. Justin Davis, how you doing? I'm
1: great. The grassroots effort, like Barack Obama, is this your himself. first podcast beyond ever? No, no. <laughs> How
0: don't remember that. I don't, do, uh, I've done 340 episodes of them, Justin. That's why I don't remember. No, this
1: is my. Uh, I'm not. It's not very
0: often. It's yeah.
1: one of those blue moon
0: type situations.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I think it's my third or fourth one. Okay. In three years, well,
0: we're trying to be better, by it. of course, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, you know. Podcast Beyond's new format is myself, Colin Moriarty, and then the ever-rotating third chair. That way we get more voices on the show. We get to give people the mic for a little bit. Uh, Now we got two chairs. Exactly. It doesn't work when one of us is gone. When one of us is gone. Let me explain the system
2: that we are not putting into
0: effect today. Well, no, the system's been going for a while, Brian. All right, I I You've been a part of it.
2: I know, I've been there. The third chair has
0: benefited you. You have been on a
1: lot.
2: Right, but now I'm the second chair. Right. So Now you're
0: you're filling in for Colin. I was just going to say. You're in
1: the ever-rotating third chair. Let me
0: tell you the problem with Barack Obama.
1: going to be my question is which one of us has to be it gets to be
0: calling yeah well I, we can all be calling a little bit i think there's that's enough true. stuff there's some jrpg questions in here a whole bunch there's a myriad of myriad
2: exclusives coming to the place oh, there so it good.
0: is you nailed it ladies and gentlemen of course podcast beyond is ign's playstation podcast the number one playstation podcast on the internet every tuesday the mp3 posts on this podcast service of your choice then the video goes up on wednesday usually probably most of the mm-hmm. time on youtube ign and the ign playstation 4 app so make sure you download that but for now Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. <oubtedly heartbreaking> Time for some, some news. How many, All right. how many items are on the Roper oh, Report Oh man, this week? there are 12? A dozen. Wow. A dozen. A baker's dozen. These no, aren't double-sided papers. That's not a baker's dozen. That's <laughs> just a regular, a regular dozen. <laughs> a regular dozen.
2: <laughs> I, you know, certain bakers actually remove one for good luck, and then they eat it.
1: So, What do they do with it?
2: They eat it. Oh, fat. that's good. That's if why bakers are fat. Yeah, if you're a fat baker, then people come in and they go, man, their food must be amazing. Yeah. So you skim a little off the top.
0: You're never supposed to trust a skinny chef.
2: Exactly. That's what mm. they say all the time. But, yeah. mm. Yep. Or a fat crackhead.
0: What
1: about a skinny Italian?
2: I wouldn't trust uh, most Italians regardless of weight. That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if Italian they have the people. vowel on the end of their name. Two
2: gotta-
0: dozen games discounted in the Golden Week sale on PSN. Greg, what's Golden Week? Golden Week is this thing in Japan. It's a celebration they do there. So, the PlayStation blog, they they got together with... The, actually, the blog had nothing to do with it. PlayStation Network yeah. put on this sale where they're selling all these different games at... A discount, huge discounts, and we're we're Davis.
2: reaping these benefits, right? Even though we have no idea what Golden Week is here in the U.S., sure we, we don't live.
0: celebrate. It. it doesn't matter, but they understand. But we can celebrate the sales, exactly. All and right. we celebrate
1: Japanese culture every yeah. week when there's heavy rains in Japan and the
0: sun's setting, and they get these golden. <laughs> <laughs> How long can you keep this together? Nope. I remember this one was going. Uh, we have a question about that from Jamie. Remember, be part of the show, everybody. Beyond <laughs> at ign.com, Couldn't Jamie writes in and says, "I love Western RPGs like Mass Effect and the." or scrolls, but I've always had a hard time getting into JRPGs. Are there any games in the PSN Golden Week sale you would recommend to someone like me as an intro to JRPGs Beyond? Beyond. Well, James. E. James, Jam- Like your wife, Jamie. Jam- Jamesy. That's a weird name. <laughs> That's not his name!
2: You said it! No, Jam- I said Jamie! Jamzy, Jamzy.
1: Well, Jamie, there is a myriad Thank you. There is myriad JRPGs right. uh, that you can grab in this sale. Um... The big one that jumped out at me was probably Tales of Symphonia.
0: Really? Uh, the, Not
1: Persona 4 Golden? Well, and Persona 4 Golden. Those are the two big ones that jumped out at me.
0: Sure. I mean, yeah, there's a, a ton of li- – the list, of course, is up on IGN. You can see it here. I mean, here.
1: It's, it's, uh, for me, it's, it's uh,
2: Chrono Trigger. Yeah. jump in there w- with that one right sure. there. I think it still holds up. It's still three dollars
0: and forty nine cents if you have PlayStation yeah, Plus. That's crazy. Five bucks if that's you're just crazy. getting it off the sale. Uh, of course, good for your PSP, your Vita, and your PS3. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Cross is on there too. For me, yeah, I, I highlighted uh, Persona Four Gold and yep. running you a cool fourteen sixty two right now with the PlayStation wow. Plus discount. Otherwise, it's just that's under actually 20.
1: something I wanted to point out about this yeah. is everyone talks about PS Plus, they get free games every month, right? That's yeah. awesome. But you can't really write off how the discounts are steeper if mm-hmm. you're a PS mm-hmm. Plus member. Like that totally. Adds adds up over time like there's games that are like right on that line of like well maybe i want to spend you know 20 dollars to replay uh you know Tails or whatever right, right. but like if it gets even cheaper with ps plus it brings that stuff down into like the no-brainer category. yeah sure and
2: what i like about that is that the um when you purchase something, it's yours forever. When you yeah. get something for free on PlayStation Plus, your Plus can expire or whatever. You can stop paying mm-hmm. for it. And you'll lose access to those games. But if you buy stuff with a disc- discount, they don't make you pay the money back. At that right. <laughs>
0: so- <laughs> hey, your PlayStation Plus expired. You owe us, <laughs> <laughs> you owe us you all the that money. Six that bucks
2: up. for Chrono Cross.
0: But no, I mean, this is, one of the, this is what we always talk about with the leg up that Steam has, right? Yep. And the fact that they can do those flash sales, do that crazy stuff. PlayStation's mm-hmm. getting better about it. And this is a great example of it. Because there's a lot of good stuff, even outside of just the JRPG stuff. Hot Shots, Golf. World Invitational for PS3 20 bucks regular with the discount it's nine ninety nine. with the PlayStation Plus it's $5 yeah, yeah. that's fantastic it's awesome totally get that totally, that get totally
1: that. gets it closer to like this PS Plus column um, gets things much closer to like Steam levels right. of cheap like yep it was always sort of cute when we started seeing Xbox and PlayStation first try to sort of do discounts, and they'd be like, "Oh, you can get Max Payne three for forty dollars yeah. instead of 60 And you're like, "What? That game's been twelve dollars on Steam like ten times." But right, right. They're getting better and better about it, especially with these PS Plus prices. Prices <clears throat> stuff like you know Metal Gear Solid
0: HD Collection for twelve bucks. Right, like, that's nuts. Yeah. How, How many know? games is that? The collection? Yeah, it's like four games, right? Right, well, if you're getting into it, if you're buying the PS3 version, yeah, it would be all three of them. Okay. It gets complicated when you start jumping territories, but yes. Got it. It should be 2, 3, and Peace Walker. Yep, yep. A Chrono
1: Trigger would be a fantastic Vita game. I mean, it's fantastic on home consoles, too, but like to have that on the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally.
0: Um, I want to give a shout-out to, to Yeez Memories of Celsica, which I'm not pronouncing right. Is it Wise? Or no, it's, Yeez it's y- is, no, is right. I, I usually I- say in a joking sense Wise, but Colin isn't here to correct me. I thought it was ease. What you know what I say? Yeez. Yeah. It's. One of them. Can we just mm. call it Wise? It's in America. We, we
1: had three different pronunciations. I've been, an
0: for, f- f- I've been at IGN for five years, and I've never said the
2: name of that game, nor have I had to until today.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome to the PlayStation podcast. <laughs> Somehow, I got the most Midwestern. Greg, idiot, let me tell you about In the <laughs> office is the one who's always trying to do this. Let me tell Anyways, you about That Yus. one's fun. Uh, a myriad of
2: Japanese culture
0: games. Coming. Colin reviewed it, described it to me. Uh, he gave it a seven. Didn't give it a, a resounding awesome score, but yeah. r- it described to me as like uh, an or Kingdoms of Reckoning kind of thing, where sure. it's like, hey, act- you know, it's an RPG. All these mechanics—it's very Japanese. Get out there and do it and have fun. And that's what I was doing. I was having a great time with yep. it. So that, that's up there. Is it
1: still the one?
0: Is the battle system where you just run into dudes? That was—that was always the no, 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 East no. Games. No, no. It's not like that. You actually oh, choose okay. your attacks, but you switch between your party members. Each one of them haven't an attack. So rather than like have one person wh- who has like different spells to counter different things, you like, oh, this guy's only vulnerable to this attack, so I'm going to switch to this character who awesome. has that attack. Got it. it. That way, it's I fun. like it. Yeah. Uh, that one would be twenty bucks. I don't know if it's worth twenty bucks, but try. Great. It.
2: Jams or Jamsie has plenty of games.
0: Jamie! <laughs> we knew his name was Jamie!
2: Watch Dogs is getting a season pass encompassing DLC that includes a unique single player story, new game modes, and more. The pack is set to cost 19.99 in North America, though European pricing hasn't been confirmed. Let's talk about this. What yeah. do you guys think about season buying season passes for games that aren't completely proven to be something you're really into yet? Yeah. Oh, because I know. So, like a season pass for like GTA Five. If you, if you play GTA Four, you're pretty much you know what you're getting into, right? No brain. The new Assassin's Creed. You're like, I love the last three of them or whatever it is. I kind of yeah. know what that is. Bioshock, same kind of deal. Mario Golf. Mario Golf. Right. I'm like more courses. Got it. I know. Watch Dogs. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Well, sure.
1: I, I mean, want to know, like,
2: I want to know how much I'm really going to get into Watchdogs because it's sure. it's a new franchise and stuff like that. But
1: that's no different than like pre-ordering the game itself, right? Like, there's certain people that are like, I like what I've seen so far. I'm confident in my purchase, and I'm going to pick it up. Like, well, they're not waiting for reviews. They've no, because pre-ordering the
2: game means you put five dollars down, and then you could any given moment go, sure. "No thanks. This is twenty bucks that you pretty much it's have fair. to pay for, right? And yeah. you don't get that twenty bucks back. It's a good point. In fact, you could end up buying a season pass for a game that you canceled the pre-order on. But you and can then you wait and get, then like, you can play
1: pass. the game and then buy the season pass, like you. Don't need true. To.
0: That's true. Good counterpoint. Good true. Job Justin Justin
1: Yeah. I mean, what jumps out at me about this, the, I have mixed feelings about this season pass. First of all, I think it's a little bit strange for a single player game to have a season pass to begin with. It's sure. sort of like we are—they're already admitting up front, like, "Hey, we're going to sell you a bunch of shit after your, yeah. uh, you know, after your, <laughs> you know, after you're done playing the game." Uh, but the flip side is, it does say, "Look, we're going to support this game. We're going to have a steady stream of content. Like, if you liked Watch Dogs, there is more Watch Dogs coming. You know, spread out over a few months. So it's sure. sort of like."
0: You know, I don't know. I'm weighing those two things against. For each other. For me, yeah, this season pass is always kind of that flare in the night, right? Of like, don't sell this game back. Like, it, this is our easiest. Sure. This is our yeah. easiest methodology to tell you we are going to give you more and, and call out single player stuff because people like me, that's my, the biggest thing, right? Me like, too. When Uncharted's like, we have all yeah. this DLC and it's all hats and crap for your character. I'm like, well, fuck off, I don't care. But when Last of Us is like, hey, we're doing yeah. this and there's going to be you know Left Behind eventually, it's like, yes, that's exactly, on board, I'll never sell it back.
1: So I don't. I we didn't get complete details on every single item that's in this Watch Dogs season. Mm-hmm pass, uh, but they did announce single player missions and some stuff that sounds interesting, but they always bundle up. It'll be like, here's missions and new characters with, you know, a hat for your dude and I'm like I don't I don't care like I don't want yeah. that stuff like everybody just wants in a multiplayer game everybody just wants the maps you know or the modes yeah. and you know in a single player game you just want sort of the story content yeah yeah but they bundle it up with a bunch of
0: costumes and you know maybe there's someone howling because they love costumes but like that's not me no I mean that was my thing with infamous right like every time I unlock a new vest it's like awesome I'd go look at it and then I'd be gone and you know what I mean I'd, then I yeah. forgot that I'd even gotten the Coles DLC I was like oh yeah. yeah where was that jacket like I'd already beaten yeah. the game I was like that would have yep. been cool to play yep. oops
2: yeah I totally agree with you guys it's it's interesting for me I I actually prefer this method to, like, buying the PS4 version, and it says, with 42 oh minutes of exclusive mm. content. I think it's such a dumb box quote to do stuff like that. So, I mean, if, if if it gives them time to keep working on stuff like this and pad out this universe a little more, then sure. But I want to know, like – I want to know if I'm going to love Watch Dogs yet. Sure. You know? yeah, that-, I, that, that I need to, like – I really need to dig in. with That makes game.
0: sense. I, I agree with you. I'm very selective about the season passes I buy. Yep. Usually, right? Like yep. Borderlands, I think was the fir- Borderlands Two was the one mm-hmm. first one in a while where I was like, "Yep, here's my money. I yeah, love you." You're game. already hooked, and you yeah. get it, and stuff. And like then that. I never played any of it, so it totally worked to their benefit. I'm oh, like, really? Here's Twenty bucks, <laughs> and I never got back to it. Now, now that it's coming to Vita, I'm hopeful that the I'll. Borderlands yeah. season pass was great getting too. To well, Drop some stuff down here. I'll be back. Whoa. What's next on the rope roof? Report? Goodbye, Greg.
2: Konami has announced that Metal Gear Solid V Ground Zeroes has shipped one million copies. The one million figure refers to how many physical copies were sent to retailers, not copies that are actually sold. And it doesn't take into account digital versions. For those reasons, it's unclear as to how many copies of Ground
0: Zeroes <laughs> were actually purchased. Oh, Konami.
2: Yeah. So adorable. That's a great uh, – man, that's, there's, a, there's a lot of like there's – there's the stat and then
1: there's like five little things underneath it that are like, yeah. well, not so much. There's oh, these like Yeah. asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> asterisk. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Double asterisk. Uh, this is totally an impressive figure. Maybe it is. Like, I don't know what Konami's expectations were, but it surprised me. I mean, I'm not a Metal Gear guy anymore. They, the series lost me with two. You know, I oh, like Metal yeah, Gear yeah. Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2. I'm like, ah, you know, this is too much for me. Try to up Peace with. Walker. Try Peace Walker. And so, yeah, sure, Peace Walker is one I got to play. Um, And so I just kind of write it off. Like, yeah. it's not very big in my mind. So I'm like, that must
0: mean it's not very big in other people's minds, too. And then it was a reminder that, like, oh, yeah, Metal Gear is a huge deal. Yeah. It's interesting i think around the office to be a metal I, you know i've been a metal gear fan my sure. my entire run at ign right and a fan a fanboy of it in quotes if you will or whatever mm-hmm. like a big guy you know a guy who's like waving that metal gear flag yeah but like for real after peace walker and revengeance and like it's like peace walker was my peak right and then that was like my goodbye i feel like to the series which i don't Aww. want it to be but it was like all of a sudden i was like all right cool and then like revengeance i didn't give a crap about. what, it, it, didn't play what did you think of time. ground zeros yeah I, I was devastated that I did not love Ground Zeroes. Like, oh, I, I, it looked like HD Peace Walker, and it was doing all these things. And I was like, yes. And I sat down and played it that day, and it was so frustrating to get caught and get busted and be yeah. like, like, back to like Ground Zero. And I understand there's stealth games, don't get me wrong, but up until that point, I think the way the games had been real, right in quotes or whatever, sure. it was way different. In Peace Walker, it was literally like, here's a small area. I quickly identified there's three or four guards. I can shoot them out. I can do this. I can take care of them, and they're done. And yeah. then like, this one, it was just like... There's a million people walk, or there's so many people walking around, and they all have these, like, really, like, real. They, now it's super real. Now they all have, like, you know, binoculars, right. and they can see you, and it's doing It's like, that sucked a lot of the fun out of it. All I've of a been, sudden, it was like I had to sit there and, like, memorize everything.
1: I've been saying for a long time, I think I brought it up on GameScoop and TechFetish and other things. I've been noodling this feature for a long, long time about how stealth as a genre is kind of fundamentally broken. Mm hmm because either the guards have to be, you know, big dumb idiots that patrol on these patterns or they do act like people and it's impossible because a human being wouldn't be able to outsmart, you know, yeah. 5 or 10 people that are as smart as you are. Like you would lose. I, I, you would lose every time and it's sure. really trial and error. Like it never feels good to fail in a stealth game. Like if I yeah. fail in, you know, I, I don't know, like resistance or something like that. It's like I reload and I, you know, aim better and that yeah. sort of thing. But stealth
0: I, I don't know. I feel like that genre... Someone needs to like reinvent the self genre. It, I agree. It might be just that I'm in a different place now. You know what I mean? Like I, I, for Greatest Boss Battles, right? I wrote mm-hmm. about uh, Solidus at yeah. the end of 2 and how I played through 2 all the times. I would have platinumed that game because I got all the dog tags. I'd done sure. everything. I'd taken all the ghost pictures, all this different stuff. And that was when I could sit there and pour time into it. like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know uh, Ground Zeroes, right? I'm playing and it's like... I took a day off to play video games and I was playing it and it was like I don't have the time to get committed to getting awesome at this game and memorizing the map and memorizing where people go and all that stuff and it's like right there there's like I can see that I'm never going to get to that yep. point, so like it's not even fun trying to do it this little bit. They need yep. to find a way to make you
1: feel like a badass in stealth games without it just being trial and error. Yeah. Without it feeling like Ocarina of Time trying to peek around the hedges with the guards. Like It's that, but in really crazy, fancy HD graphics. Kind of still. Even, yep. even Splinter Cell. I, th- I
2: think that the checkpoints are a big barrier, too. Because it's sort of like, Alright, I have to get through this section there's seven guys, but yeah. I got caught on the fifth one. Yep. I have to go back to right. the first one again. Kill him, put hide his body. Sneak around the car, go over here, go up to this hedge. Kill the second guy, third guy bust me back to the start. kill the first guy kill the like there needs to be a way to make that. so. And what I do is after the fifth or sixth time, I just go the hell yeah. with this. And I yep. pull out the gun. Yep. And I just shoot the first five guys. Try to stealth kill the, s- the sixth and seventh. Who totally would have heard this first five guys right. getting killed, by the way.
1: Right. And then see if I can get through just to power through to the next one. That's checkpoint. like the big irony is once you fail a couple times, you end up being less and less stealthy. Yeah. Because you're losing your patience. You yeah, yes, totally. You're trying to get
0: through it, right? Yeah. Like I can't. Uh, so many Ground Zeroes par- missions end with me like, I've got the objective. <laughs> fuck it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. fuck it. We are flooring it. I'm calling the helicopter over there let's just get yep, there you know what I yep, mean yep. and then I'm hoping that it's like the little things will happen where like you'll run around this thing and they'll lose sight of you or they can't get to yep. where you are and it's like good enough like yep. I, you know what I mean it's, sure and I, I know we're all saying this this is where we are in our lives obviously there's plenty of viewers and listeners out there who are like <laughs> sure. this is why I love self and I'm that's awesome but like the kind of instantaneous reward I want I guess in this well I, I that think I've it's
2: worked. it's very telling that uh, as we grew up and as we evolved as gamers and as, as the game industry evolved too most of the self games most of them gave you that option <clears throat> mm-hmm. to like do you want to hide and sneak around or do you want to just run through and kill everybody right sure. and I mean there were different endings were branched for 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 games like that I mean I, the way I play Splinter Cell now is completely different than the way I played Splinter Cell when I first started which was like throw a can have my little gun and I shoot a bell and then somebody's like hey, what was that and I yeah. stand behind a vending machine for 45 minutes now I'm just like calling a UAV and I'm throwing like yeah. smoke bombs <laughs> and there's like I take a guy and I shoot him in the head and someone's like who is that and I'm like "Are oh, you let me say <laughs> it's great you'll- it's, a, it's not, yeah, it's not stealth anymore. It's not like the dumb glasses he wears mean nothing to me anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just running out there in the dark with a gun yeah. like, trying to shoot him. I mean, like, you
0: click back, and you're, I think your point rings true, right? Of like the best stealth I've had recently, I would think, is probably Last of Us. And mm-hmm. it's because sure. of, those characters can't see, they can right. only hear. So you can freeze frame, you can do this, you can look through yep. the walls. It's like that works. And then when it was, now I'm going against like other survivors right those yeah. are some of the most annoying parts of the game just, yeah oh. they should make
1: a jurassic park stealth game where you have to stand still so the t-rex can't see that's you that's good
2: wow you
0: listening to telltale if you I that li- franchise
2: see I, I, that would be awesome with i don't want to ever see motion controls
0: come back but it would be really <laughs> awesome if you just had to stand there without that's shaking really clever and i was like oh my god i'm right, talking about it now make it make, make it million, right. make it your million dollars dollars. see you guys soon
2: Speaking of, Konami has announced that the platform-exclusive DLC currently available for Metal Gear Solid V Ground Zeroes will soon be available to all, regardless of your console of choice. The news comes courtesy of today's Kojima Productions podcast, via NeoGAF, which saw Hideo Kojima announce that the PlayStation-exclusive mission Deja Vu would... That's a typo. I thought I said Deja Vu World. (laughs) Deja Vu would be available on Xbox 360 from May 1st in Japan, while the Xbox exclusive Jamais Vu will be coming to PS3 and PS4 on the same date.
0: So there you go. There was no reason to be excited for your console exclusive content. Nope.
2: Remember when that that game's biggest problem was his voice actor? Number four, Curve Digital has revealed three indie games are set to make their debuts on PS4, PS3, and Vita, and in the not-too-distant future. Titan Attack arrives in North America. We're listening to games now. These all sound like very generic games, by the way. I, oh, for no, the record,
0: no, like, this is the one where like, when I was, I was putting together the Roper Report, I would have glossed over this story, but I'm like, I know Colin would do it. So yeah. right. Colin's memory of, for some reason, calling out every indie game. What do you mean, game. come on? Oh,
1: I was just gonna say that one of these games is super, super good. Now it's gonna highlight it. Okay, no, we can talk about that. But I think they all have—they all have games that sound
2: like
0: they're NES games. Oh, sure, yeah. This is all this all name. comes back to when I was talking about like we're our game knob switch. Yeah. which is me looking at things in the podcast room, you know, be like, oh, light switch and a no- oh, doorknob knob switch. You know what I mean?
2: Or squaxel, where you turn squares into boxes. whatever. Um, Titan Attack arrives. A uh, Titan attacks arrives in North America on May sixth and in Europe on May seventh. Not to be confused with Titanfall. The game has been described as a highly polished arcade action title inspired by games like Space Invaders and Galaga. But with many modern features, including a full ship upgrade system, online leaderboards, and stylish neo-retro visuals. All that of that cool. sounds awesome. Yeah, right? That sounds yeah. like
0: Rezogun. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great.
2: Awesome. Um, not too far from me saying it sounds like an NES game, though, if they're just like, it's basically an NES game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Swapper, meanwhile, is a fantastically atmospheric puzzle platformer title that sees you master the ability to create clones of yourself and swap your consciousness between them, all the while trying to figure out what happened to the abandoned space station you find yourself on. North America on June 24th, yeah. and in Europe on June 25th. That's that the was, one that I was
0: going to... That yeah, yeah, that we that's common to it, PC, right? It was, wasn't, that,
2: it, wasn't that one of our Game of the Year nominees last year? Uh,
1: I don't think it made the no? cut for overall Game of the Year, but that was a game that got we gave it over a 9.5 i wow. think marty loved it and uh, it came out on steam a year ago um and i did a demo of it with jonathan blow who helped fund the game he made mm-hmm. braid um swapper is absolutely great um i highly recommend it to everybody fantastic puzzle platformer very he's i, I hate using the word atmospheric cause it's so overused but it really is you're on this space station and it's spooky and creepy they use and, they use
2: it here too so don't worry about yeah, it yeah i
1: know that's what i mean it's just one of those do, do you, but do
2: you, would you call it fantastically
1: atmospheric yeah I would okay. well uh, then the you're swapper, right in line with this press release the swapper <laughs> cannot be recommended highly enough
2: great nice <gasps> um, and the third wheel on the car
0: <laughs> it's the tricycle there you go
2: is Mousecraft, which will be available on Sony platforms and Steam on July 8th in North America and July 9th in Europe the best way to sum it up is a quirky fusion of Tetris and Lemmings which sounds like a <clears> great <throat> recipe yeah but it's sort of like pizza and Chinese food right like I love both of those things but, but put do them together, like and together.
1: I, don't know. I had a there was an Indian pizza
0: by my house that was pretty good really yeah I've had that. Which house? Your new one? No, no. Really? Oh, there's another one then in San Francisco. There's too many of these (laughs) things.
2: All three games will support cross-buy.
1: You're right. You're right that the titles of the games are all like the Swapper, then Mousecraft, where you swap the mice, and then the (laughs) this and this
0: happens, and oh my god.
2: Although Watch Dogs would have been a Nintendo game back in the day, too. That's that's just a funny title. Um, Number five, Injustice Gods Among Us, which is totally a modern video game title, is reportedly set to receive a sequel in the future, according to reports from WonderCon. According to Furious fanboys, Injustice Gods Among Us 2, or whatever it ends up being called, was briefly mentioned in a segment discussing the upcoming Arkham Knight due out later this year. Are we happy about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, the Injustice comic book's amazing. Do so, um, you like, like the game? The game was, I mean, people loved the game. Like, yeah. I'm not a fighting game guy. What I like I... the story of it fine. Okay. I like that I don't, I'm don't. i terrible at fighting games, so it would let me play through the story. And when it got really tough, the difficulty would drop down to the point of where I was literally, I would check Twitter for the first two fights. Yeah. Just to get my <laughs> ass kicked and then go in and actually do the fight. Oh, oh wow. man. So I could really? actually get through it. Because, like, funny. yeah, I'm just not that Cause guy. Because I remember
2: when Injustice came out, um, you were super into all the lore and the right. characters. You were doing Rewind Theaters. You were doing yeah. commentaries and conversations, all this stuff about how great it was. But then when you finally sat down to play it, it was sort of like, oh, that's right. This is a fighting game.
0: Yeah. and it's, like It's I, a little bit hardcore. It's a little totally. bit on the hardcore side. Right. Totally. 100%. Yeah, and that was the, that was the killer for me is like – There's that like level of like I have to sit there and commit. It's like Titanfall, right? Like I like first-person shooters fine, but I wasn't great at them, so I had to commit to just getting my teeth kicked in for twenty hours before I was actually good at that game.
1: I never Um, played a lot of Injustice, but what impressed me, like when I saw Destin or whoever playing it, was the single player, like the challenges that are in it. Like it just seems like for many many years like i would have street fighter on the like, Sega genesis or whatever and it was like well okay there's no the only thing you can do is like fight these dudes and now they've figured out how to do like single player in right, fighting games right. with like these elaborate mm-hmm. challenge modes and you know system of unlockables and stuff it's awesome. I like that cool all yeah. right um number 6 release date rundown
2: Madden NFL 15 is slated for release August 26th in North America and August 29th in Europe woo yeah i'm
0: for excited you, for you like that's Madden. great
2: What's new this year?
0: I don't know yet. They haven't started talking about it. All they've done is confirmed a release date. What what do you mean they haven't started?
2: They haven't started talking about
0: it? No. Really? Yeah, it's Madden. What do you need to know? Football. It's back. That's an interesting site I never realized that the it's sports game like summer, cycle. It's not summer where it really ramps up. Really? Here's like all the stuff. Yeah, like early spring, yeah. right before E3, we'll probably get a dump of information about what's happening. About how the hit stick has been exactly, changed. and how many. That's because I mean, I'm, the I'm the geometry a... and the trigonometry yeah. coming off yeah. the helmets. Like I'm a
2: big Smash Brothers fan, and there's like a new thing every day, and you read yeah. about it for months and months and months I guess with these guys, they're just like, you know what it is. We'll the, let you know what yeah. the new stuff is. The sports
0: is. game cycle
1: is funny because every year they're like, we finally are able to do what we are never able yeah, to do before, but then the next year they'll be like, you know how last year the receiver ai was bullshit <laughs> well, we <fixed> that.
0: <laughs> I, f- I feel for them it's so yeah. tough to, it must be yeah. so tough to make a sports game well it's also
1: like they get to a point where like I- i'm not a madden guy i'm more of like a fifa guy yeah. um and like it's awesome like they're out of things to do and that's not technically true like there's always stuff to fix sure. and refine. but like they've made this incredible you know football soccer engine right and now it's like, guy, we have to I'm put a, something I'm a, on the back of the box. I'm a big like,
2: NHL hockey guy. I love the games. I play them yeah. whenever I can. Um, and I remember a few years ago, they were like, guys, this year – Zambonis. Yeah. We're going crazy with Zambonis. I'm like, the Zamboni physics. And like, wait a minute. That's an intermission thing that happens when I go to get a hot dog and a beer at a game. um, It's
0: it's that thing, right, of just like what we're talking about. You make this engine and you polish it and then you just do these little tweaks But you can't put on the back of a box. Like, we tweak this little thing. So you have to be like, oh, this this, this, crazy, the The most realistic
2: head-butting physics. uh, Yeah,
1: we do. And that's why I don't. I buy uh, one soccer game every about three or four years. Like I bought the last, I bought the South Africa FIFA World Cup, and now I, you know, whenever I want to play soccer, I play that, and now I'm finally ready to like get a new soccer game.
2: Yeah, cool. The four game multiplayer compendium Sports Friends is coming to PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 on May 6 for fifteen dollars. It's a
1: long time coming. I was gonna say, do you guys know about Sports? No, Friends? No, I have no idea. Yeah, the Kickstarter and so all it was, the was stuff a big Kickstarter. Great title. They raised one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on Kickstarter. It's this collection of four games. Well, the one that everybody talks about is Johann Sebastian Joust. yeah uh (laughs) it's funny because it has no graphics and no monitor it's like a physical game that you play with a move controller in your hand and uh the way that it works is it's a contact sport where like you have a move controller in your hand so everybody else you can play with you know a huge group of people they all have move controllers in your hand and you're trying to jostle you're trying to like knock their move controller without them reaching yours what do you mean no graphics like you're not playing on a screen it's a physical game that you play like with a move controller
0: what? It's so like you're holding it back here trying to get theirs without letting them touch yours. Wow. And it's like a group game. so someone oh, yeah, I've can never try to heard of that. That's crazy. You. And so it's it-, a, it is a contact sport where,
1: like, you're trying to, by any means necessary, you could set ground rules if you wanted, you know. But you're trying to, you're trying to knock their move controller or jostle it around with it while keeping yours steady.
2: It, would you call it a video game?
1: I don't know. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't call it a video game. Do you game, think probably. we're going
2: to review it here at IGN? I mean,
1: Sports Friends. The other three games are they're more like uh, like a Nidhogg.
2: Yeah, um, oh, you know,
1: okay. so they're more traditional. Um, but you know, Johann, Johann Sebastian Joust is really different.
0: Wow. This is one of those ones that's I feel similar to Watch Dogs. When mm. Watch Dogs first got announced, we all flipped out, and then we heard about it for so long and mm. saw it—not even saw it, I guess. Really, we saw presentations for it for sure. so long. We didn't care that much. By the end, it feels like to me. Yeah, uh, this is the same thing with Sports Friends, right? Like yeah. they've been talking about this game has been. I remember like this being on the PlayStation blog for like... forever, and yeah, it's at every festival, and it's just like, okay, what? Just put it out, and so yeah. now that it's here, yeah. it sounds awesome again. But like, May it needs yeah. like yeah a charge, right? Like a little boost. Yep, to I would say excited. it's not a video
1: game. That particular one is not a video game it's a physical game that you can play that you you know that the move controller facilitates interesting wow
2: okay well it's out in a few days you can try it out for yourself <laughs> sony has announced drive club will be available on ps4 from october 7th in north america october 8th in europe and october 10th in the uk and october 11th in space
0: space <laughs> Look at that uh, one. that came out finally yeah that's another one that's yeah that's a real the, craziness that's a real game year. that's coming out that was yep.
2: supposed to be a ps4 launch game right yeah, yeah. launch so window that's launch a, window's still open yeah <laughs> Sometimes that window stays open for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's almost a year delay, so uh, I'm happy with that. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going you know crazy for this game, but like if I like to see a game not come out bad. I like the old Miyamoto sure. quote about you know a uh, uh,
1: delayed game. A, laid, is just a delayed, delayed game is bad or forever. Whatever. Or no, uh, whatever. The opposite. But a game, <laughs> <laughs> a delayed game is bad. Once. I like that Shigeru
2: yeah. Miyamoto quote: two apples in the bush equal <laughs> a bird." <laughs> <laughs> Um, the news comes courtesy of Superannuation, who cites Nolan's LinkedIn profile as a source of the information. He'd been with Naughty Dog for more than three years. You skipped
0: uh, skip the, first, you skip the you, news. Yeah, we missed the intro. Oops! On that one. Number seven.
2: <laughs> Naughty Dog has announced The Last of Us 2 now. Naughty Dog has lost yet another member of its staff, this time in the shape of lead character artist in The Last of Us, Michael Nolan. Michael Nolan uh, created the Clickers. He was the, the main oh, guy really? responsible for that. That's huge. I mean, that's just yeah. like... The bad guy in that game. The yeah. guy who made the bad guy in that game is gone. Um, the news comes courtesy of SuperNation, who cites Nolan's LinkedIn profile as a source of the information. He'd been with Naughty Dog for more than three years, with two of those focused on The Last of Us. Prior to this, he worked at Elite Danger Studio Frontier Developments.
0: Um we have a reader question. Jeff in Portland, Oregon oh! writes in and says, Should I start panicking that the most reliable game studio working today, Naughty Dog, seems to be uncontrollably hemorrhaging staff? Things change frequently in games. I know, but it seems to be the heavy hitters dropping out, and I'm starting to worry that the future Uncharted slash last of Us slash new IP may, be not, may not be up to par with the legacy we've come to expect. Am I just being a damn fool, or do I have a legitimate concern? Jeff in Portland. Ooh. Okay, I feel well, like we we. It's one of these weird things. People in the comments of the videos we put up for podcast, Beyond honest. Sometimes in the, ar- the article are saying, "You guys keep bringing this up, blah blah,", blah and it's because it keeps happening it keeps every happening. week. Somebody yeah, else leaves, yeah. so we report the news, and then somebody um, else writes in about. I look
2: it. at. I always look at something like rare. Sure. which I feel like um, had this incredible run in the 90s. Yeah, and this but, amazing shit now. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the... Okay, okay, I'm wrapping up go- to he's that. Going. He's, going. Uh, he's going. He's going. He's right, going. Right, right. um, Let him roll. And, you know, they, they started with the Stamper brothers and they had a whole bunch of amazingly talented people. And yep. one by one... Studio shifted and the focus changed and people left and people went and new people came in and stuff like that and I think they try to keep their vision and they switched uh, you know from Nintendo to Microsoft and they made Grab by the ghoulies and Perfect Dark Zero and you're, all of a sudden you're like all right well you know a couple of misses is not that bad and then fast forward to like ten years after Banjo Kazooie or twenty years however long it's been and they're making Kinect Sports rivals yeah. and they they created the avatars for Xbox One um, talent's important. I think that studios go on forever, and I think that sequels and games will come out forever, but I think that individual stakeholders in situations like this are important. I think that having somebody like Amy Henning leave is huge. I think having the guy who created the bad guy in the, the most important PS4 game That's a big deal. Like, I mean, watching people like that disappear, we saw the same thing kind of happen with uh, Retro over the years. They made three Metroid Prime games, and then they went on to make Donkey Kong Country games. And, yeah, they're still making wonderful games, but a lot of the people who were there originally left. They went on to make Halo. They went on to make other things. So, yeah, uh, the big companies, the big names, they'll stay there. But I think the individual people making individual creative decisions are something that we can never shun.
0: Sure. I mean, I don't think it's as doom and gloom as uh, Jeff puts it. You know what I mean? Like, people have been concerned for a while. It's something we've talked about for a while. It is really disappointing to see this happen, but turnover is part of it. And then it, it all comes back to the fact of looking at what's happened, right? Like, Amy is removed from Naughty Dog. You know what I mean? Like, that. even though people argue about what exactly happened, we know Shit. she she left. Yep. And this, they asked her to leave, it looks like. We think. We don't know. Right. Because nobody will talk about it. Um, it seems yeah. like then all the departures afterwards make you think that there was a split in the team of this is our vision for Uncharted, yeah. and, and then there was another group saying no, this is our vision, and they don't match up. Right. So you, Amy leaves, who you know was behind all these Uncharted games. Justin leaves, who was directing the overall Uncharted PS4 project. Todd Stashwick leaves, who was the main. You can see just objectively that it looks like the uncharted project is drastically changing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then you see all these other people leave you'd imagine it's either because it's their time. Imagine if this didn't happen. You, maybe this guy would still leave, right? Maybe all these other different people would have left as well just cuz it was their time. We completed this project. We're not, you know, we want to do something different. That's where it all comes down to, but it looks so much worse cuz it's all happening at the same time or at least not even the same time, <laughs> week after week, somebody else is leaving. There's still right. hundreds of employees there, right, yep. that are yep. working on amazing projects. So it's like – it sucks that this one guy who came up with the idea for The Last of Us Clickers yeah. is leaving. But there's a team that animated them and made them and did yeah. different Yeah,
1: that's things. exactly what it's – like it depends on what the knowledge transfer is like at a right. company like Naughty Dog. Like we – I miss Ryan Clements every day. I yeah. miss Charles Agnette every day. But then we have people like Vince that are new and are awesome. And we have Brian Albert and he's super rad and like – that's just part of it like you know people leave and new people come in the door and uh, you know everything that we do and everything that any video game developer does is a collective effort and it's kind of hard to know like if the question is should he be panicking I would say no It's like Amy Hennig is the real deal. Like, she's incredibly talented and is a huge asset to any project that she she works on. But, you know, Uncharted is a collective of hundreds of people.
0: Um, And I am still, you know, excited about that product. I think it's going to be a completely different product than what they started off on trying to make. But I don't think it's going to be a bad product.
2: Sure. I mean, when we had a – that was the uh, the great point that you just made, by the way, uh, about, like, IGN sort of mimicking that in some ways. And it it reminded me of when we had – Chris Jericho here for Up at Noon. Right, and you interviewed him, and he was talking about um, what's his name who left the WWE. CM Punk. CM Punk, um, and he said, you know, CM Punk left, and he basically said, like, you know, screw this place. I'm taking everything down. Like, Hulk Hogan left. You know, sure. uh, Macho Man left. And right. All this stuff. The mach- as he said, the you know, the machine keeps rolling on. Right. Yep. So, I mean, I think that like these big names leave, but like, no one at the at top down at Sony's going to come in and be like, wait a minute, those guys left. All right. Cancel can, cancel Uncharted forever. <laughs> never do anything more with the Last of Us universe. Cancel the Last of Us PS4 port and all that stuff like that. Um... So it'll keep going, but
1: yeah, you know. It is kind of a philosophical question, like what's the individual contribution to a huge product like that versus right. how much of it's just, yeah, the machine, like the Uncharted machine, like how bad could an Uncharted game ever possibly be? Like it's going to hit this crazy quality threshold regardless of, you know, the individual talents involved, I, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, but then I don't mean to make light of like the
0: contributions that awesome, right. you know, talented, incredible right. people make. So, you know. The thing yeah. is like, it's like anywhere else, right? You've had these people training with them making these products with them Make, I mean we're talking about like how Naughty Dog's structure, right they're very flat in terms mm-hmm. of people move around like there's not many bosses people are moving from team to team doing different things these people have been learning and now it's time for them to step up yeah. and they all have those skills they yep. all have that ability yeah
2: the, the knowledge transfer thing you said is a great point it's, mm-hmm. it's I mean look at look at Walt Disney right he's dead <laughs> Last. He? <laughs> no, he's dead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's super dead. But yeah, but I mean, people, super dead. People like John Lasseter still work there, and they're in that indoctrined in that school of this is what a Disney movie should be. And I think during the PS3 uh, generation, um, Naughty Dog really solidified itself as to what one of their games should be. Yep. Right? They had three Uncharted and a Last of Us. I mean, that's that's fantastic. So we have to know now that like they've set this this standard in this bar very high and that whoever comes in next is not just going to go like, it's, you know, it's a match three puzzle game or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Mass Effect Trilogy on Xbox One and PS4 popped up on the Chilean retailer Zmart Games. <laughs>
0: a, reader those... a reader wrote reader <laughs> he's like, even I don't trust Zmart Games. Why are you guys reporting on it? Well, there had already been rumors well, of it's this also, happening. It's and... super plausible. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. one of those
1: things that like is isn't officially happening, but it's happening. Come on. Yep. Yep. Um, Uh, I'm on record as being not a Mass Effect hater, but I didn't finish two, and then I didn't play three. Like, I just kind of burnt out on it. But even I am excited about this. Like, taken as a whole, the Mass Effect trilogy is an incredible space opera. The series definitely has its problems, but, like... it's an achievement in sci-fi world building. Mm-hmm. It's
0: an achievement in player choice. If you've never experienced it, easily worth you know, picking it, it's up. It's one of those I, could, I would like to s- replay. I'd really, really love to play all three of those games again. And it's yeah. one of those, I don't know if I'll ever have the yeah. 90 hours it would yeah. take to do it right. But I'd yeah. love to if that was an option. Yeah, I'm
2: the operation. same way. I, I, I think it's nice when these things happen um, for people that didn't get to experience it last time. I always say that the PS4 and the Xbox One are a lot of people's first video game consoles. Right. Um, just like a Blu-ray player was some people's first movie-watching device. And when a bunch of things got you know moved over from DVD to Blu-ray and they were $40 and people were like, we, we want new movies or whatever, yeah. it's – it's great. It's fine. Uh, the release of Mad Max has been pushed back to 2015.
1: What the hell is going on with this game, man? The game. I'll tell you. Lucy and I saw it at E3, uh, and it was rough. Yeah. A year, almost yeah. a year ago. Yeah, it was rough. But it, it's another thing. I've been. I, I've been sort of torn a lot on this podcast. Um, Avalanche is so good, and Just Cause Two was so good mm-hmm. that it's kind of like I, I don't know about this, but like I trust you guys. Like you are an awesome, talented studio. So. You know, I'm gonna be pretty neutral on it for now. Um, but what we saw at E3, what we saw at E3, to be fair, was also very early. So um, you know, they were showing it off a little bit earlier than sometimes folks do. You
2: kind of yeah. wonder why. Stuff like that happens then, like why mm-hmm. why release the first teaser image and you know yeah. why talk about uh, the character direction and doesn't doesn't it like this one takes place in Australia or something like that and well yeah you know why what the story was yeah, right? yeah yeah like why why show you guys what you saw when it wasn't ready to be shown yet and then end up delaying the game to 2015 because I mean that means that the game's been in development for a while yeah a couple years now here's it's, it's called Mad Max yeah. meaning it's not going to sell 25 million copies well
0: it got people excited and talking about it right like I. I have not followed the Mad Max saga, right? Like yeah. that was a game that got announced, and I was like, "Wow, I don't care at all about. I don't. I've never seen those movies. I don't. I'm good, good to them. Hopefully, it'll be awesome one day. Whatever. Yeah. But for me, like it, we always, we always walk this line, right, between being fans and industry insiders, right? Like. I'm sure this was a fiscal year kind of thing, right? It was a bump for their, like, I'm sure stocks actually saw some kind of reaction to the announcement that, yep. hey, we have this Mad Max property coming. And people are like, oh, and like people, Ooh. there's an article about it. And there's this, that, and the other, you know what I mean? Well, there's the movie, right? Is there a new movie coming up too? Or did it already come out? I no, it didn't. Remember. I don't
2: think it
1: came out, but I mean, it wouldn't. But they were making one.
2: I think they're uh, they're almost definitely making a Mad Max reboot or remake. Oh, or how
1: bad is it? This is just like the smallest inkling in my brain, and <laughs> I don't I know, believe I once heard about a Mad it's Max. It's happening. Movie. It
2: didn't come out. Okay. Because I would have filed it in my brain next to Total Recall and all the yeah, other sure, trash sure. remakes yeah, right. that come out. Just
1: oh, I like
0: the ah, new Total. ammunition
2: for the comedy, button. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I get worried when, when games get delayed for years. But in the same way, you know, I like when I can get to finally play them and they're better.
1: It's so. right in the developer's wheelhouse with stuff like vehicular combat and they had this system where you can like grapple onto opponents' vehicles and pull parts of their car off and the physics yeah. react realistically. Um you know, but but it, it did look early and a little bit rough. So, you know, hopefully uh, you know, the team has continued to improve. Yeah. Cool. Or we'll use this extra time to you know Yeah.
2: Yeah. As we said before, uh A good game is worth two birds in the
0: bush. And an apple in the tree. And an apple in the tree.
2: Sony has announced the upcoming massive PS4 update 1.70 will be arriving in Europe on April 30th. A tweet from the company announced that the update, which includes both the share factory and option to switch HDCP off, will be launching at the end of the month. Presumably North America will be getting it around the same
0: time. Or by the time you've heard this. Yeah. I actually haven't turned my PlayStation 4 in a while. I don't think it's out yet, but who the hell knows. I just want to make sure we're covering it. We're in
2: that really cool arc where uh, updates are awesome again. Yeah. Remember, I remember <laughs> during the PS3, it was uh, like... This is
0: just some uh, systems yeah. uh, updating. Every, every
2: time you turn on your PS3, which you know, for a lot of people wasn't as often as it was in the start of the generation as it was towards the end. By the end of the generation, I was playing everything on a PS3. Yeah. But when I started, it would be like, oh, that PS3 game's out. Two hours that's of updates, worse. got it. But now we're like, oh, there's a new update coming and you can tweet your Facebook photos. I'm like, Yeah. It's what is HDCP?
0: That's the thing that makes it where you can't... You can't record it easily, Like you can't like you know Got make your own videos off. You can't record off an HDMI or whatever. The share features,
1: the new share features are awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. the video editing and uh, it's still only export to Facebook. So please, God, you know, give us a YouTube button. I'm yeah. sure they're working yeah, yeah, on yeah. it. Please, Shuhei, give us a YouTube button. <laughs> um, well, this one allows
0: you to you export get, it off. Yeah, but it's still they it's still need an a, extra step and everything else. But like they're, put it on they're a flash drive aware. And, I know they're aware that there's like this thing that they need to fix. I think yeah. it's... so. You know, Sony
1: came out and was uh, well ahead of Microsoft with their features microsoft wasn't ready they yeah. were behind but then when they did launch their streaming stuff uh it was awesome um, you know their twitch integration was much better and now sony's come back and said now nah, we have this you know sweet sweet this fantastic sweet sweet <laughs> this fantastic <laughs> suite of video editing tools and now it's microsoft's turn to play catch up again so yeah. uh you know that i don't know that it's like directly that they're feeling the heat from one another that this is happening but that's how it seems yeah. to me like and who you know, wins
2: we do exactly, it's awesome. They all fight for us and then make yeah. beautiful things and they hand it to us and then they make them better and they have to keep fighting. And we just sit there
1: and go, Yeah,
0: yeah, give us all it. this stuff,
2: give us all the free things. Golden showers, okay, okay.
1: Nope.
0: no, 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 wow,
1: <laughs> no,
2: no, we don't want golden shower photos <laughs>
1: <laughs> at all. Google that, kids.
0: No, do not don't, Google no. it. No, what's the next story? <laughs>
2: Jesus, speaking of just cause. The rumored and teased Just Cause 3 may be released next year by Square Enix. Christopher Sundberg, founder and chief creative officer at Avalanche Studios, lists an unannounced sandbox action game on his LinkedIn profile, purportedly created by Avalanche Studios, New York, and published by Square Enix. Sundberg describes the project as a new installment in a very well-known game series. The game is scheduled for completion in June 2015 for next-gen... Console platforms.
1: I like how it's like. Well, we're not announcing what it is. Right. But yeah. it's like Nintendo being like, you know, we got we're going to be plumbing for some new yeah. games <laughs> in next month. Like
2: an exciting new game is turning around the corners, and I hope you're carding to play it. Like, no, <laughs> well, you just told us what that is. Yeah. You only have so many hats on your head. That's to awesome. Wear. Though. Just cause 2 was fun.
1: Yeah, Just Cause yeah. is great.
2: So wait, so we're saying that these guys are making this and Mad Max at the same well, time? Well, that's sort
1: of the bigger concern, is I actually don't know enough about the studio. This one specifically mentions uh, New York studio, right? And so mm-hmm. I would need to look up, like, whether they have multiple mm-hmm. offices mm-hmm. or stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I hope it's not like the B team working on one game and the sure. A team working sure, on, sure, on yep. the other. All
2: right. And number 12. Infamous Second Son's Paper Power, paper power <laughs> from Paper Trail. That sounded like a really stupid thing. Paper power. Paper power. From Paper Trail Won't Be DLC, Sucker Punch announced via Twitter that anyone who completes all six missions will receive Celia's mask and four custom Delson jackets. As if you didn't have enough Delson jackets. <laughs>
0: yeah. As for why the new power didn't
2: make the p- cut, paper cut. I see what you did
1: ah, I didn't write that. <laughs>
2: Sucker Punch explained the amount of work needed to
0: integrate it into the game was pretty substantial. Oh.
1: Yeah. So that means the paper power is just cut? It's just
0: gone? Well, it's, I mean, the end, you just don't have it, right? Yeah, like... They probably worked on it but didn't kind of make it work. So you'll never actually get it. That's yeah. what I
1: mean. Like Yeah.
2: That's a bummer because yeah. that's I thought that's what all that stuff was leading towards.
0: Nope. Yeah. Just more content Just for you. Just more play jackets. With. So you got to see somebody else with a right. power, a conduit with cool powers that you can't have, and you can never have it. She, I haven't even played through it. Has anybody played through it? No. It's no. one of those things like we played it before the game came out, yeah. so it wasn't yeah. working right, yeah. and then I've never doubled back to play. Yeah,
2: I did the mission before it started, and it was like, cool, this no. isn't ready. Come no, back in a on month. this
0: website, and like, well, yeah. it didn't work? I was like, all right. I so, yeah. mean, it's
1: awesome that it's free DLC. So sure. how much can someone really complain? But it's still, you know, but I don't like, know.
0: Here's the weird thing about it is I feel like this is a goofy complaint I'm sure to have. But if they would have just said we're going to release a single player story mission. Three months from now, I think it would be more on my radar because it would be something I knew I could sit down and play. Yeah. Whereas it started limping along, and now it's like, oh, I need to get to that. I need to actually play that, but I haven't.
1: Well, they started the first part of it started the week,
0: one week after the game came out, I believe. Something um, like that. I, and thought, I thought the introductory was there. I thought from yeah. day one, but then yeah, you had to wait in a week for the. Next like Dan
1: Stapleton's yeah. point was, this is obviously to stop people from trading it in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if yeah. you're three months later, that doesn't really. Well, help you I mean, the hope time. would be that you wouldn't trade it in until 100%. yeah. I mean, well, I mean what, like, if you were season if you were
2: planning, if you were holding out and not trading it in because you thought you get a new conduit power, I mean, um, trade yeah, it in. True. That's kind of a bummer because it's like the the whole hook of that game is seeing these guys with these conduit powers chasing around the city, beating them up, taking their power and making it part of yeah. your adventure. You, yeah, yeah. So, um, And I actually really like the way that conduit looked when you got to see yeah. it in the wild for a little bit. And I was hoping that you could turn into a paper airplane and fly <laughs> around the city. That's just me.
1: Um,
2: yeah, that's a bummer. Okay, well, that's that ends my infamous second son... Story for me then, because okay. yeah, I don't think I'll be going back to that game. Uh, I enjoyed it for a while it lasted. Yeah, so I a fun weekend with it. It was one of those things we did the spoiler cast for it. Uh, it hasn't stuck with me. Like it's not one of those games that I keep coming back to in my head. Whereas like I feel yeah. like the Last of Us, right? Every couple of weeks sure. I'm like, oh That's my true. god, but infamous second son great weekend yeah ultimate like popcorn was an popcorn action, movie, was an yeah, movie. Totally. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah you saw it you did it you're done there's, there's not, not much it. to digest yeah. right it's like, like the
2: expendables
1: three or whatever you're like oh well there was that i feel the same way i mean i w- even when i think about recent open world games like assassin's creed was a game i went back to over and over and over again night after night after night and infamous exactly i played one weekend and then was kind of done with it mm. but i did did you I finish did, it i did not wow um i got the third power uh i don't know is that a spoiler to say yeah. what it is but uh, i got, I got yeah, video okay. well, that probably was a spoiler but oh, yeah no, who cares yeah. It, it's in the video <laughs> review we're sorry <laughs> yeah um and i totally liked it like it's not like i didn't enjoy it but i just kind of had my fill right sure yeah. and that was the best of us yep
0: all right well i can't wait to play that mad max not yeah really. me too but it's not in store soon no, for what is, let's check in with the Andrew Goldfarb Memorial List of Upcoming PlayStation Software on All Three Platforms by the IGN Editors. Dun, 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 I don't know dun, that song. Dun, oh, dun, dun. It's because okay. Andrew's dead to us now. Oh, that's so right. we do that. That's right. All right. Coming to your PlayStation 3 and your PS4, digital, and retail is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. A lot of people asking for that review. I don't think they send us advanced copies of that game. So nope. you probably have an but idea of what's But that's a good sign, right? Yeah, no, that's a bad stuff. It means no they're
1: so confident in their game that they don't
2: it. When they don't send movie reviewers advanced screenings, and they go, just go to the theater on Friday night with the rest of the guys and see yeah. how it goes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bust and move four, the PlayStation One Classic is coming to the digital platforms. Child of Light, a nine point three according to IGN.com is digital and on PlayStation 3. I started PS4. Last night. Yeah. How is it?
2: I enjoy it. It's uh it's I'm super hyped for it. It's very, very beautiful, and I think it's gonna take me a little bit to get into just kind of what it's doing and why it's doing it
0: um, brian writes into beyond at com, just like you can fans, beyond. and says i haven't heard you talk about child of light yeah if i remember right andrew goldfarb was pretty excited about it but i haven't heard much about it even though it releases very soon today even any excitement <laughs> for the game i doubt it old podcast beyond reference beyond uh, this game is a fantastic sort of Grandia-style
1: battle system, mm-hmm. um, which is my favorite RPG battle system of all time, where everybody's sort of on – I don't know. It's hard to describe. Watch a video. It's, it, you're on this – everyone's on the same bar, and then once you reach the end of the bar, then you get to, like, do your move. Yeah. But you can have attacks and stuff that interrupt other people you and send bump them the back to the bar, yeah. mm-hmm. And so like there's a time where okay, you like you know, three fourths of the way through the bar, you pick your action, and then when it you get to that final part, then you complete your action. And so if you're in that little window, you can have like, you know, spells that'll interrupt people or things like mm-hmm. that. And uh it's this crazy combination of like real time and turn based that I think is super clever, super addictive. Um sure. and that's that's me speaking from like Grandia and what I've seen of Child of Light. I'm super excited to dive into Child of Light. Okay. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not even I'm not even a big RPG guy anymore, but yeah, it seems I'm, like I'm it's...
2: not either. But people told me this is like uh, I, I people have told me two things that really helped me here, and one is that it's only ten or twelve hours long. Oh, that's how. And, helpful. and the other that. is that it's not incredibly hard. Okay, And I'm like, okay, great. That's how you get an old man like me right. back in the RPG like train. Like South Park.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. Exactly
2: yeah. like South Park. Oh, and it's beautiful. That, so, see, it's one of those games
0: you know. where I know it, the, as much it's a 9-3 on IGN. So many people are talking about it. I have to play it for game of the month, game of the year, all that stuff. I'm yeah. going to, but like... My initial knee jerk reaction to even seeing it was like, oh, this is beautiful. I'm so not in the mood for a JRPG right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm so burned out right now from trying to play Persona and doing all these different yep. things. Just stop. <laughs> well, I did. I'm playing Mario Golf now. Yeah, Can't I, stop I, playing I had, it. I had a
2: slightly different reaction where I was like, I, lo- I love the um, I love the Ubi Art engine. I mm. love everything they've done yeah. with the Rayman games. And I really like the kind of stuff they're doing uh, moving forward. So it was kind of weird for me to go, like, I'm such a huge, huge fan of the Rayman games to sit down and play something that's kind of stylistically similar. Similar, laid out the same way, but controls much differently and much yeah. slower. Yeah. So it's just like it's I, you know I pulled up with the speeding car, like yeah, shot the yeah. light. And I'm like whoa, this is quiet and surreal. and yeah, slow yeah, yeah. down. Yeah. So let me You're catch floating up. Floating around, around. and yeah,
0: exploring yeah. And- So I'm gonna have to really take some time and just kind of dig into it. But okay. I'm excited. Report back to us. Sure. Daylight comes to PlayStation 4 as a digital download. That got a 5.8 from Brian Albert. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Stars Battle comes to PS3 deta- dig- digital and retail. Detail. Mm-hmm. Digital, Digital, right <laughs> R- Raiden 4 Overkill PS3 Digital, Rambo the Video Game PS3 Digital Retail, featuring 16 missions based on the movie series. it's based Rambo. on the movie Rambo, yeah, series. Oh, the movie. Three chaos with Rambo's iconic bow, knife, and guns. Pit Rambo against 25 varying enemy types and use more than a dozen weapons. What is this for? Rambo the Video Game PS3 Digital. Okay, I heard is it's it, really is it bad. like I'm picturing Contra in my head. Is it like that? No, I believe it's. Isn't it
2: like
1: first person or something? Oh God! Yeah, it's really. It's the worst thing ever.
2: Really, just make a Contra
0: game, call it Rainbow and ship yeah. it. Scourge outbreak With is coming aliens? to PS3s on the digital front. Sure, Yu-Gi-Oh! Millennium Duels comes to PS3 on the digital. Front. Finally, I was
1: getting tired of all those pre-Millennium Duels. Yeah, I
0: know, right? Child of Light, kids. That's the one to keep your eye on this week. That's that's your pick of the week. Yeah, haven't done pick sure. of the week in a while. All pick right. of the week. Pick, pick right. of the week. Pick of the week. I would say Mario Golf, but it's not out today. So or on Sony platforms. But I don't care. Okay. It does, Mario Golf does come out Friday. Joe Cooley writes into beyond.ign.com and says, Dear Greg, Brian and the magical third chair of Rotation. Beyond. 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 Justin, listen up because this one pertains to your life. Lay it on me. My daughter was born. On the 23rd of December, my right. wife and I named her Liara after the much-loved character from the Mass Effect series. When we explain this to people, when we explain to people where her name came from, we are mostly greeted with funny looks and discouraging comments. My question is, why would naming your child after a video game character be met with ridicule, but after a character from a book or movie is perfectly okay? Joe Cooley. Man, I don't know. Fuck those people. Like it's sure. your family,
1: do it, do whatever you want.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. I uh, believe it. Uh, yes, fuck them indeed. But I mean, I think right now it's what we always talk about on this show, right, is that there's still a generation that has grown up with video games not being yeah. anything more than Mario punching a block and saving the princess. Yeah, right. that's true. People don't understand. I still will, you, you know, if there's parents-in-laws or people coming
1: over to my house and they see, you know, I don't know, GTA or some game like that, they're like, oh, they had, like, no idea that <laughs> games had voice acting. Right, and exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure, so I understand that. But I also think just because a character is named after – like I'm assuming that you named your daughter Liara because you played Mass Effect and you just really really like that name. It's not like you have it tattooed on your lower back well, or something well, like that. Like, I mean,
2: there's there's two things there, right? Sure. Like you're either you either named your daughter Liara because you love the character in that game, right? Which is kind of tough to expect your daughter will grow up to be a character sure. that you love. In real life, I, right.
1: I don't think it's that. Or you, you
2: now, named but. it th- that, Liara because that's a great name because right. it's a really cool sounding name and it's original and it's unique. Um, I, mean, I, I, I think you can explain that to people by saying this is great work of fiction called Mass Effect Three. I, that's, that exactly, yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's exactly
1: right. Like you see. Ever since the movie uh, The Bridges of Madison County came out, Madison has been one of the most popular women's name, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. name for little girls, little baby girls. And it's not because everybody loves that movie, but it's just that put the idea in their brain. And they're like, oh, you know, I like that name. Like it leads, you know, the one leads to the other. So I don't know, man. Like I'm super excited to be a dad because like we get to have this family. Like my wife and I are – set in our ways like we're living our life we have our little house and now we get to introduce somebody new to that and be this like unit of like unique special people on our own and it definitely gives me a feeling of like i don't care what anybody else thinks like this is how we're gonna do things this is how we're gonna dress her like you know this is what we're gonna name her so
0: by the time you're did you say daughter yeah. Okay. By the time your daughter, I I to make sure I heard everything correctly, sure. is old enough to be having kids. Uh-huh. Babies having babies. No, video yeah. games will be an accepted part so of like fifteen years from now. <laughs> fictional society. Well no, I like, like that.
2: I really don't think this is a blame this on video games being part of a fictional society thing. I no. think that if he had said this is my daughter she's named after a star trek character yeah i named her Arwen. somebody w- from lord yeah. of the rain sure. like, somebody, somebody b- would have been like well why instead of just being like i really think that data is a cool name
1: i guess it boils down to i'm talking about people <laughs> being people being judgmental in general like <laughs> yeah. this is one thing that i've learned that i'm becoming a dad is that everyone has an opinion on how you need to do things how you should be doing things what's right what's wrong and i say f all of them yeah. like you know listen to some advice sure but like you know live your life like
0: whoa and don't go chasing the papers just live
1: your life whoa Whoa. that's
2: a rihanna song i know it just took me a while to
0: figure out to catch up to where we were no i i heard it okay I knew it was uh, Speaking of dad questions, here comes another one. Oh, geez. We're pertaining them all to your life. This one comes from Graham. He said... "Dadcast, <laughs> Gaming has been scarce for me during the past seven weeks since my daughter was born. Oh, great. On the few occasions I've had time, I have been spent it on my Vita, working my way through Persona 4. Great game. Get it on sale. Recently, I had my first real chance to play my PlayStation 4 since the little one was born. I turned it off after only 15 minutes and went back to playing the Vita. Ugh. I have recently bought a 3DS as well, so handheld gaming is very much the focus of gaming right now. My question is, do you think there will ever be a time where handheld gaming will be seen as more relevant to the gaming industry than console or PC gaming? And do you ever find yourself more inclined to reach for the handheld rather than the controller? Seven weeks? Seven weeks. Seven and it's over. weeks? That's and all you... it takes. Oh, and you're done.
1: goodness gracious,
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. I love my Vita and my 3DS. I will be a great
1: dad. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what... <laughs> is that how it works? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the actual question is about the you know the relevance and why handheld gaming will it ever be you know cutting edge or seen in the same way as console games the answer is probably not like i love handheld games i probably play more as, you know as much or more handheld games than console games are we counting iphone games in there yeah, yeah, yeah but, but but they're not pushing the envelope in the same way of like narrative sophistication sure. and you know people do everyone says graphics don't matter but they do help you you know create worlds of a certain depth and sophistication that are hard to do you know without advanced graphics and like that's all stuff that matters like yeah. that's in terms of this being an artistic medium you know and pushing that forward it's harder to do on a handheld man like i am gonna play and love this shit at a mario golf but it's not you know a game that's gonna blow people's minds in the way that something like last of us did right
0: and that's not really doable on a video handheld yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean that yeah that's the thing i think I don't know if I don't think there'll ever be a time where they're more important, or right. you know, they'll, sure. they'll be the premier product everybody's talking about, unless like Nintendo really figures it all out or something. But there's just something about those, you know, we always talk about bite-sized experience. Yeah. You know what I mean yep. that golf is right, like especially with all the challenges in Mario Golf. Like yeah. it's like I have a ride on the train that I can do that, and there's a big difference between all right, I want to put on headphones and I want to listen to this, you know, thirty-minute cutscene and hope I get. You know, what I mean, there's all these different things you have to get to.
2: I, I think there are less and less. Triple A games that are cinematic, gigantic yeah. you know, movie experiences. I think we're moving towards the bite size more and more, mm-hmm. and whether we like it or not, whether gamers agree or whether we go, you know, that's not real gaming. It is. And people are gonna consume games that way. And if you're a dad like you can't bring your, your crying baby to a movie theater, and you can't don't. bring your crying a baby to. Try. Oh. Don't do it. Can't so it bring was. your crying baby to a cinematic movie like video game experience either. I mean, yeah. no,
1: and I also don't want to expose. Like, I play, you know, Gears of War, and I play all these franchises. And when I have a little baby, even though she can't understand what's going on in the world, like that doesn't get turned on when she's awake. Yeah, yeah. like that's important to me. But I will play something like Hearthstone on my iPad. Like,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. that's the thing different strokes i do think that handheld gaming is
1: a life you know life send life send is that a, a godsend a godsend send? Okay. there you go <laughs> i do think it's a godsend for uh new parents sure, like yeah. i'm assuming that console gaming is going to come to an end i've been playing a lot of elder scrolls online i'm that's all gonna stop yeah you know there's gonna be no more of that
0: i mean the interesting would be the future where they merge right you already sure. see it a bit yeah. with the vita being a conduit for your ps4 yeah. and stuff and as technology gets better with playstation now that would be the thing where yep if you consider that handheld gaming where you have a a box or a connection at home that's still playing this, or you the thing you are holding beams to your TV. And yeah, uh, this, this
2: is what I want more than anything. I want it. I want it from Sony and to really clarify their their vision for that. And I want it from Nintendo too, where my 3DS and my Wii U are the same system. I can play it on the train. I can hook it up to my mm-hmm. TV when I get home. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm not. Uh, like the older I get, the less really I, I want my games to be. Twenty-five hour long yeah. cinematic, super realistic experiences, and I want something that I can enjoy for a few hours. That was you know? the
0: thing for me. I, you know, I keep taking photos of my Mario Golf uh, time and tweeting yeah. it out, like how long I've played it. And they're like, "Oh, if that's your most ranked game, you clearly never played Bravely Default." And you're, and I'm like, "You're right," because I don't want to play another 100 yeah. hour. You know, no, thank you. I don't yeah. think
1: I don't think I'm with it to you though. That the, it's the form factor that matters, or you know, being able to take like a Wii U game on the go because it's about the software. Like, yeah. is that software designed for a bite-sized experience? Like, I, you know, I we. Talked about Uncharted earlier and Last of Us earlier. Incredible games, but they're not conducive to playing for twelve minutes Shut on the it, train yeah, or no. flipping bus, it closed like, and going out
0: something.
2: Which else. is exactly how I played uh, Uncharted for Vita, and that's why I never felt a connection with that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. among mm-hmm. technical reasons. No, 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 I don't mean. Like I know what but I mean to, to sit down and like I was, you know, on a train or on an airplane. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna play this for twenty minutes and then play something else. Like I never really felt like this is this is where I, I need to be. I've so. actually
1: kind of got hooked on uh, the Family Guy mobile game. It's their rip-off of Simpsons. You get to make your own Quahog and send the characters on missions and stuff and unlock Lois and Stewie and all these guys. And I don't even like Family Guy that much, but the way it's set up where, like, I'll check in twice a day and I built the high school and now Chris Griffin is doing a silly thing. And, like, it's just like a little break that I take over lunch and then when I get home from work and, yep. like, that sort of pop in, do something for a few minutes and be entertained and pop back out. Like, yep. that's why I love my 3DS so much and,
0: mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, hand gaming in general okay final email this week isn't even a question comes from isaiah isaiah writes and it says beyond beyond, beyond. there you go dear greg colin ever rotating third chair. that's me that's you you're colin say something about the islanders or hockey <laughs> chick-fil-a is the greatest <laughs> there restaurant you go in the thank world. you my name is isaiah and i host a podcast called the party chat as you know we're Alive podcast is coming to an end soon and the party chat are huge fans you you see, we want to purchase two tickets for the live series finale. However, we are a small podcast in Michigan with a small fan base that probably doesn't reach anyone who would be close enough to the show. We would like to, offer to Beyond, we'd like to offer to the Beyond Nation a chance to win two tickets to the event that is coming up. Give the tickets away any way you see fit. Uh, let us know who the winners are. We'll hook them up with Wayland Productions. Um, if you're not up to speed here... Uh, we're Alive is a zombie drama, a zombie radio play that's been going on for quite a while on the internet, zombiepodcast.com. Years ago, mm-hmm. I mentioned it on a Beyond and a Game Scoop, and they saw a crazy spike in numbers and reached out to us, and we all became friends. Yeah, and you were on? You were on a few episodes, Right, I'm right? a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, did a fan cast for a while with Brady. Did you live? I don't want to spoil it for yeah, people. Come on, right? okay, come on. All I right. want them to go listen and catch up or whatever. Uh, however, they are finally wrapping up their many year run, and they're doing a live event in LA. Uh, July 19th. I'll be there. I'll be hanging out. So if you want to come see us, do that. Uh, You go to zombiepodcast.com for details. However, if you email beyond.ign.com with the subject line, we're alive in L.A., uh, I will hook you up with this Isaiah guy, and he will figure out a way to get you tickets, your two tickets. The first one I see in the morning, or I guess this afternoon when I click through, I'll send it off to you that way. Obviously,
1: make sure that you can go it's in yeah, Los this Angeles
0: is, this is just like Podcast Beyond 200 and 300 don't be a jerk in, in RSVP for this and then be like oh I actually live in Alaska there's no way for me to get to LA if you're going to be in the LA area July 19th and you can really go yeah. to a live show at a live, uh, performance center don't
2: just take free shit unless you're going to use it because otherwise yeah. you're a hoarder
0: yeah you you ruin it for somebody else just exactly. like we talked to him but I know that the kids who listen like especially the ones who listen <laughs> yeah. By the time you watch this on the video, you're screwed. This has oh, been yeah. gone I mean, for like 48 yeah. hours. But everybody you else. You got to see us, though. That yeah, was hey, fun, right? Yeah. 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 What do you know? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Podcast Beyond, episode 340. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, every Tuesday we post the MP3. Every Wednesday we post the video version on IGN.com, YouTube.com slash IGN, and, of course, the PlayStation 4 IGN app. So download that and keep up with everything we're doing by going to Twitter. Follow IGN at IGN. I'm Greggy. My Italian meatball, Brian Altano, is Agent Bizzle. And then Justin Davis is Error, Justin. Mm-hmm. E-R-R-O-R. Justin, you got it. I know. I just want to make sure they get it. Yeah, I've seen enough. It's been on the screen the whole time we've been doing this video. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, every podcast beyond ends in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up, where we play a song you submitted to Beyond at IGN.com. Today's comes from Tim. Tim says, Beyond. Beyond, beyond. I've been listening to the podcast Beyond since last summer, and it quickly became something I looked forward to each week. In addition to your discussion about all things PlayStation, it's great to hear music from your millions and millions of listeners. If you ha- ever have a week with an opening, I'd feel privileged if one of my songs was featured during Ryan's wrap-up. The song I've sent to you is called, quote, The Wait. It's from my new EP, releasing May 6th, entitled The Night Before the War. This is The Wait. From the night before the war. The EP will be released as a free download for a limited time at noisetrade.com slash timnester, N-E-S-T-E-R. Find me on Facebook, Tim Nestor Music. Find me on Twitter, Tim underscore Nestor. Tim, it's our privilege to play The Wait from the night before the war, Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
1: Take this burden Take this cold heart Throw them in the fire Take this weak hand Lead me forward Lead me through
0: I need healing
1: It's been too long
0: suspects a thing. Octodad. Octodad.
1: Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it,